Hello, and welcome back to season two of the 420 Reasons Why I Quit Drinking Alcohol podcast. I'm Diane Gibbs, your hostess with the mostest, and I am going to continue to share my stories of drinking and drunking my way through 30 plus years and how I finally found freedom from alcohol. I'm still having fun. These stories are real, raw, and relatable. So hang on and get ready for the next one. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Super excited to have you here. It is already middle of November, which is unbelievable. This is my 82nd podcast, which I'm so excited to continue to share these stories with you. So, this story is about how alcohol affects our friendship. And so, as I was、um, thinking about the story that I was going to share, I'd actually、um, more recently been struggling with some friendships. Um, and really, I've kind of noticed it more so over the past couple of years. You know, as when I quit drinking 12 years ago, I definitely,、um, my concern and my focus was to making sure that I stayed friends and stayed in my friend group. And I didn't want to miss out on anything. And I wanted to make sure that I was still part of the party. I just couldn't drink alcohol anymore. And So, I continued in doing all of the same things. And man, I woke up two years ago and went, Oh my gosh, I cannot do this anymore in the same capacity. I did not have it in me to hang out and go to the parties. I didn't enjoy it anymore. I actually didn't. There were times that,、um, there's times that I do definitely enjoy it. Like when I go out a majority of the time, But there was this weird, nagging feeling that I started to have after I went out with、um, some of my friends. And I couldn't really get what it was. But like the next day, I'd feel really shitty. And、uh, it was almost like this I'm, I'm going to call it a hangover. It was an emotional hangover. I've talked about those before.、Um, and trying to p- figure out why my friends didn't really want to talk to me. And, and talk to me at parties. And, and like, I can go to parties with my friends and be the loneliest person in the room, even being with my friends. Now, it's not with everybody, it's just a certain group. And once again, I love my friends, but it's this realization that I'm in such a different space that I never knew that the alcohol would affect my friendships to the capacity that it does. And, It really it's been very interesting to、um, observe all this. And I thought I was crazy at first, but then I just realized it's really what has been going on for these past several years as I've woken up and decided that、uh, I'm not interested in. Watching people abuse alcohol anymore. Now, if you're just drinking and having some beverages, but just partying really hard and just getting wasted, it's just been too tough. I don't want to be around it. 
And it just kind of leads me to a point that I realized I needed to set some new boundaries for myself. And they talk about how does alcohol affect your friendships. Not only does abusing alcohol just change like relationships with friends, but the time that you really spend with them because it's now not even anything like you're not doing anything productive you are um you might be going to a fun event so that's cool so those the so that is something worthwhile but it's just watching people like just sit there and drink and drink and it is a behavior that i just didn't enjoy anymore and as the night progressed, the conversations, the arguments, the stupidity, the, um, I mean, there was still silliness. So uh, don't get me wrong. There was lots of fun being had, but the, the, the behavior, the passing out, the, um, conversations that were just ridiculous, the arguments were being had. I just couldn't be a part of that anymore and I really have stepped away from it and it has really been interesting because when I go back to think about the times that I did drink I'll never forget this so I was in Michigan um, visiting and it must have been around the holidays because my brother and my sister-in-law were in town and my girlfriend was having some people over and then I had a couple other friends um, that were in from out of town so we all go over to our friends and we're having a good time hanging out well I got to the point that I turned so I blacked out and um and I thought everything was fine so I go back to Chicago I call my friend and she's not returning my call and I call her again, and she's not returning my call. And I'm like, what's going on here? This is really quite crazy. What? And then I started getting like, what have I done? What have I done? And so a couple days later, my friend finally calls me back. And I missed it, but she left me a voicemail. And she told me that she'd been really struggling with the conversation and what I had done to her while we were all together at my girlfriend's house. And she didn't know, she was so upset with how I had treated her that she didn't even know if she wanted to talk to me again. And so finally we got on the phone and she shared with me that she had, um, at one point in the evening when I had turned and where I blacked out, I started talking to her about this haircut that she'd gotten and um it was just a new style for her and I had thought it was cute but after a certain point I didn't think it was cute and here I was at the party I actually told her that I'm like I don't even know why you would have done this to your hair this is not this is not flattering to you and so I said this to her but then I also brought it up several times at the party to the group going don't you all think this her haircut is terrible and it doesn't flatter her and I just got, kept on going on and on and on about it and I'm like what the fuck is that why would I ever do that to her 
that was so rude. If I'm going to say something, okay, maybe I could say something to her, but to go on and on and make a spectacle of it all night long, I was making a spectacle of me, but I really brought it to everybody's attention and it was really inappropriate and embarrassing to my friend. And I am so sorry that I did it to her. And when she brought this up to me and told me about it, I was horrified and I was so upset with myself. Now, this was going on, this is in Chicago time, and I want to say, let's see, for 2003, or 23, so it was about 2000, um, I would say 2004, no, I was after I quit drinking, or it was before I quit drinking. So it was probably about 2010. And um, so it really put a bit of a strain on our relationship. Now this, she's my best friend and I just can't believe that that's what I did to her. But the thing that upsets me the most is I had no recollection of me saying anything. And it made me go back to think about, I had another friend that I work with and every so often when I got to a certain point, I would badmouth her and say nasty things, which things that I just didn't even remember. I just turned to just like, it was Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. And I would turn and just say nasty, unkind, things that I would never have said when I was sober. I didn't really, it wasn't usually my train of thought. If it was, it was for a minute, but not on like that I would ever bring it up or I should ever bring it up to anybody. And it really just makes me very sad that, um, that was my mode and, and that's what happened. And, and so I was really fortunate that my friend forgave me and there is, um, seems to be a lot more forgiveness with when you're with friends that drink because they're of course drinking right along with you and it's interesting drinking alcohol clearly has an, an effect on social behaviors um, increasing aggression self-disclosure um, that was what I kind of felt like I did this self-disclosure that I thought something internally needed to be shared and that sexual ed, um, adventuresomeness and research has just shows that these effects can stem from behaviors that we um, that come directly from alcohol and alcohol can definitely affect people's personalities it has did that to me many, many at times. And, um, it, it turned me it. Um, and I never, because I had the case of the can't stops, I never realized when I would get to that point of no return. It was very, um, in the end, it was very seldom that I didn't black out and it just got, kept on getting worse. And maybe I needed, I know I needed to have quit so many years sooner and it took me forever to finally do it. It took me 
thank God it didn't take anything catastrophic to, in my life to get me to quit. It got me to a point that I was scared there's a possibility that I had done something wrong. I don't even know exactly what I had done. I know I got escorted out of a bar. Um, but it was, uh, it was so important for me to quit alcohol. I had thought about it so many times and I was just unable to, to do it. And then that day I finally was able to surrender and I was so fortunate. And I just want you guys to know if you are in this position, you do not have to do this by yourself. If you want somebody to listen and just to hear what's going on, I am here. I just want you to know I, that's what I needed when I quit. And that's what I had. I had a couple friends. I had my personal trainer and I had a girlfriend and another guy who had quit drinking. And I was able to talk to these guys about where I was at and they could relate and we could uh, they could l hear my stories and they could support me and encouraging me um, that it was just one day at a time and which it is. It's one day at a time. And that's, that's even if you're not struggling through life because we can't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. But And yesterday is gone and there's nothing we can do about it. So we just need to know that when we need just to take that next step forward today and then one foot in front of the other until we get to tomorrow and, and then just, you know, and then begin again. And I just want you guys to know, I've shared with you before that I have this sober curious challenge going on. And, um, as I record this, this is day two, it's ending day two, um, and so now day two of not smoking pot for me and it has been, um, I can tell a difference right away. Um, and I know I'm hanging out with a friend that does it and I'm tempted, but I'm not because I just want to stick to this. I, um, when I smoke pot, I have a tendency to eat, overeat a lot. And I know that since I've gotten back at it since I quit last time, I really have um, gained some weight and that is not where I wanted to be. And when I quit smoking pot, that whole appetite um, just goes back to being normal and I don't have these additional cravings. It's like the, um, my, um, that food um, hormone in my body, I can't remember what it's called, but um, the hormone that normally turns off that you're full when I smoke pot, it's always on. So I always am feeling hungry. And then so, and especially late at night, um, around 10, 11, 12, there were times that I even wake up in the middle of the night and eat, and I'm not doing that. I just, I just actually gave up. I didn't even want to eat a piece of carrot cake tonight. And, um, I, I can see the difference that it already makes. And it makes me just want to just stand firm and stand committed and be disciplined and determined just to keep on going. I really like the way that I feel and I just want you guys to know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. You can have freedom from alcohol. You can have freedom from smoking pot. There is support out there for you and I am living proof.
And I want you to know if I could quit after the crazy ass drinking that I did for years, so can you. You, it is totally possible. There is, I mean, I can support, there are, there's um, AA, there are other women's alcohol groups. There are great books, This Naked Mind, which is just phenomenal by Annie Grace, um, Quit Like a Woman by Holly Whitaker. Those are great um, resources and it really, there's some tools that can help. And I just want you to know that um, if you are interested, you can join me in my Sober Curious group. DM me if you're available and if you're interested. You guys can jump on um, still and partake in this, um, this session. I think I'm going to be doing this once a quarter. Um, as long as I find that people are interested in partaking, um, because I know this time I am partaking to the fullest extent and I almost, because I was, I don't, there's not a lot of people participating right now with this session and that's okay. I know why I did it and I'm continuing to, um, go through it and I'm not going to give up. I've made a commitment to myself. I made a commitment to you guys and I want to follow through with it and I will go till the 20th for sure and maybe possibly longer without, um, there's, I'm just feel so much better without it. Um, I keep on trying to figure out why I do it. Now I do definitely get really creative, but after a while, after you smoke it, and it's like the dopamine, like, or the drinking. So you take a drink and it hits you within the 20 minutes, like your dopamine levels go up and you're like elevated. You're all like hot. Your um, mood has been enhanced. And, and, and now after about a half hour, 45 minutes, then you need that next drink or next hit so that you can get back up to that level. But this time you have to do more to get back even higher. And you just keep on needing more to get to a place that you can never get to when, and it's always different. Like when you first start it, you are able to hit that result, that dopamine result. But as the night goes on, you just keep on chasing after it and you never get to that first euphoria that you feel. And, um, and you just get to a point where you're just like, uh, messed up, passed out or blacked out mess like I was. And you guys don't, like, don't want to go through life like that, do you? I just remember being so embarrassed by my behavior, especially like what I did to my friend. How can I sit there and say that bullshit to my friend and tell her that her hair looks terrible um, in front of everybody and making a big point of it? Like, that was so not cool. How rude and that should never have happened. I should have been stopped right then and there. And apparently I wouldn't, I couldn't, I was so far gone that I didn't even realize what I was doing. And I just want you guys to know that awareness is so super important of what you're doing. The awareness and then to accept it. And 
even now, like I am so aware of the changes in my relationships with my friends that drink. Um, I've, um, I'm aware that I can't depend on some people. Um, I know that going to certain parties, I'm not going to go to the same extent that I have in the past <coughs> because I just am not enjoying it. I feel sad and I, I don't feel that since I'm on such a different playing field than people that are drinking alcohol, it just doesn't make it enjoyable for me anymore. And it makes me really sad, but I have to understand that I have made a choice to make the change. My friends haven't changed. I'm the one that changed. It's nothing that they have done. It's what I have done. They're still the same people that they were. I'm the one that has changed. And I am changing for the better for myself. And each day I can wake up with... Uh, more pep in my step. I have, uh, my attitude is better. I'm more focused. I have, I can accomplish more. I'm more determined. My discipline seems to just continue to be at the uh, um, uh, more dedicated level. And so it's amazing when you don't have the fog and the doom and gloom and the shame and guilt what you can do and how much life how much life could be so much better and and that's what you can experience and it is available to you i just you know alcohol really affects our personalities it really changes people um it really changed me and i just finally decided it was time. And it's interesting. Can a relationship work if one person drinks and the other person doesn't? Research suggests that it becomes more likely that there'll be a negative impact on the relationship quality, which I have experienced. And these studies have shown that it's not about how much they drink. It's about whether they drink at all. And for me is what I gathered is that my friends in a way kind of accepted me as a drinker um as a non-drinker but they didn't get it and you know I look at like the type of drinkers now for me I was a type of drinker that was going to um for an enhancement of my life I was doing it socially um, just a party. Some people do it just to cope. And some people do it just to conform to what is going on. And I just couldn't do that anymore. And not that I was conforming. I was still living in that party in which I thought was what I wanted to do. And I've now, you know, obviously 12 years ago, I decided I didn't want to do that. And I want to be here to support you if you don't want to do it anymore because alcohol does affect relationships all sorts family um, romantic friendships it can affect your relationships with your kids your parents um, so your job um, there's just so much there's so many negative effects of alcohol and once again it's a poison it is 
classified as a group one carcinogen causing cancer. It is the same as, uh, as um, cigarettes. And so we need to know that we need to look and see why we're doing this. So many people that I talk to, whenever I mention that I have my podcast, they, uh, the, the conversation goes to, I've really changed what I've been doing. I can't drink like I used to anymore. I don't want to drink like I used to. I don't like it. And, um, and it's such a relief that so many people, it's kind of turning like it did with the cigarettes. So cigarettes are just becoming more and more less prevalent and um, kind of shameful to be a smoker. And, and so that's what um, we are, you know, you're experiencing. And so I just want to let you guys know, Sober Curious Challenge is still going on until Monday the 20th. Please join me. If you ever want to do any just one-on-one private coaching, I'm available to do that. I'm here and I want to support you. And I just am so grateful um, for so many years ago when someone had the, the balls to reach out to me and let me know what had happened to me on that weekend of my U.S. food rebranding and what a disaster I was and what happened. And she was um, able to be honest enough with me to share what she had heard and what she, um, well, her concerns for me. And so um, that was one of the best days of my life. Um, it was the hardest, one of the hardest days of my life, but it was the day that I um, started waking up and realizing that I did not need to do this anymore, and it was time for me to be done with it. Um, so I'm grateful for all of that. So there's just another one of my 420 reasons why I had to quit drinking. The bullshit that came out of my mouth that I didn't even aware of, I wasn't even aware of, and alcohol really can affect your relationships. So really be conscious of that and um and I hope that you guys just I hope this was helpful for you and I'm just super glad that you're continue to come back and participate um and listen as I continue to share my stories uh so I'm just grateful for you to be here thanks again Um, please, if you're interested in joining the Sober Curious Challenge, it's still going on. And you guys, um, just so you know, if you, in my show notes, I have offered up a discount on my sticky balls. So if you guys want to get your hands sticky on my balls, they are a delicious plant-based, vegan, gluten-free energy ball. Um, and it's like a cookie dough. I have three different flavors. Give me sugar, a zesty, and a lady ball. And they all have a function to them. They're anti-inflammatory. They're good for digestion. They support your adrenals and enhance your sexual vibrancy. And so these are a must-have. You guys need to get your hands on my balls. They're so goody for you. So check out my um, show notes. Check out my website, gibsgoodies.com. I give you a discount um, code number so that you can order some sticky balls. 
And once again, I just thank you guys for being here. I appreciate all you guys are doing. And oh, one other thing that I want to share is that with this Sober Curious Challenge, one thing that really has helped me a lot is me um, taking CBD. CBD is different than THC. So CBD is hemp. Hemp makes you heal. And then there's THC, which is cannabis and cannabis marijuana makes you feel. So this CBD is remarkable. And if you want to learn more about that, reach out to me so I can share and we can just do a one-on-one -on -one conversation. That's totally available. We can set up a time for us to talk and um, see how I can help you. So thanks again for stopping by and listening to my podcast. You guys are so great. I appreciate it. Um, I'm here. I'm here for you. I'm here just to listen. And um, I will talk to you guys next time. Thanks for stopping by and God bless. Who wants to get their hands sticky on my balls? Gibbs Goodies Sticky Ball because you love good food with a functional flair. Sticky Balls are a plant-based, vegan, gluten-free, delicious energy ball full of vitamins, minerals, nutrients, antioxidants, and each ball has a functional flair to it. There's a gimme sugar that is a great for your digestion and it aids to keep you flowing. Then there's a zesty ball, which is an anti-inflammatory um, support. And then the lady ball, which is in supports your adrenal and enhances your sexual vibrancy. So come get your hands sticky on my balls, gibbsgoodies.com. It is live and available for you to place orders for pickup in Chicagoland area, and I am shipping elsewhere. So get your hands sticky at gibbsgoodies.com. Thanks. So thanks again for stopping by. I'm so glad you did. If you have an opportunity and you enjoy this podcast, please rate and review it. Share it with your friends. Leave me a message. Let me know what you think. I greatly appreciate all your times that you're coming by and listening. And as I shared about CBD, if you guys are interested in learning more about the effects and what CBD could do for your life, let me know. I got to tell you, besides the wonderful um, the effects that CBD can have on your body, getting your endocannabinoid system balanced, there's a great community available. And on top of that, the business opportunity is unbelievable. Something like you've never experienced before. The whole CBD experience is quite awesome. I'm super excited to be on it. So if you're interested in more, let me know. Reach out. DM me. I am here to share more. CBD for the summer. We actually just came out with, there is a new lemon lime collagen that is of a margarita flavor. And as I said, I was enjoying some CBD powder drinks at the Grateful Dead. And now I've got another flavor to add to the repertoire. So I'm going to have my own CBD margarita. Who wants to join me? 
Cheers to you. Reach out to me. Take care and God bless. Hey guys, I just need to say this. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not a substitute for professional advice. If you or someone you know is struggling with alcohol or mental health, seek professional help. Thank you for joining us on this exploration. Until next time, sip mindfully and live consciously. Cheers.